good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. It's been a while since we got an overview of the economy. And, um, of course, now we're talking about reigning in inflation. The Federal Reserve has taken interest rates from near 0% during COVID to now uh, 5%. Is this a strategy that's working? Uh, my guest, Chad Garcia, is vice president of Schwartz Investment Council, Inc., and lead portfolio manager of the Avi Maria Focus Fund, one of our uh, sponsors here on Crest in the Afternoon. He's also co-portfolio manager of the Avi Maria Growth Fund and responsible for the equity research functions for the firm. In the past, Chad analyzed public equities as a managing director at SQ Advisors, and before that, he had worked in private equity as a managing director at Gulf Coast Capital Partners and as vice president at Comvest Partners. Chad, good to have you back. Thanks. Nice to be here, Al. How are you doing? Doing fine. And, um, you know, looking at how, how would you assess the state of the economy right now? Well, we had massive amount of inflation to deal with coming out of COVID, given interest rates going to zero and then the massive amount of government stimulus. And to deal with that, the Fed has had to raise interest rates, which they've taken it from basically zero to 4.5% on the 10-year, which on an absolute basis is not that high, certainly be below historical standards, but the rate of change, you know, doing that in 18 months yeah. was, was was pretty massive. And so I, I'm surprised that nothing has, has broken so far. We did have a scare with the regional banking crisis a little earlier in the year, but everything seems to be holding in strong. Mm-hmm. Um, have, unemployment rates... Have interest at, rates peaked, by the way? I, I think they have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, the Fed's not going to come out and say they've, you know, Ring the ring the bell and say we've we've won inflation. Uh, Jay Powell, his time as Fed chair is going to be coming to an end, and he doesn't want to leave high inflation. So he's going to talk tough. But if you look at unemployment is is starting to go up. Uh, the, the CPI inflation number was at 3.7 percent last month. That's down from its peak of 9.1 percent. You know, oil prices around 75 dollars a barrel. That's coming down. So. Inflation is, is certainly heading the right way now. You know, there's some things that could come out and endanger that. But right now, everything's looking great. Uh, uh, is the fear of recession still in the air? Yeah, I think people have been afraid about a recession for a long time. Yeah. But 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 the fear is still in the air. You know, the question is, is the landing going to be soft landing or is it going to be a hard landing? And, mm-hmm. So like the arguments for a, strong, for a soft landing is that the consumer is strong. You know, the, you know, we are starting to see some cracks in in the in consumer spending and and um, their ability to spend. You credit card debt has reached its highest level of 1.1 trillion dollars. That being said, the level of credit card debt versus the amount of money that people have as cash in the bank. Um, is at one of the lowest rates in 20 years. So while credit card debt is high, people also have high cash balances. Mm, okay. The, the lower end of the consumer, you know, the subprime level is starting to show some cracks, and and delinquency rates are starting to creep up. You know, right now, about three percent of all debt in the country is delinquent, and you know, while that may seem high, if you look at 
the same period, you know, pre-COVID, you know, Q4 2019, it was it was much higher. So even though you know three percent sounds bad, it's not as bad as as one as, as it was, yeah, as it normally is. Yeah, so, um, the labor market is, is strong. Uh, if we do get a recession, the recession would be you know made by the Fed, you know, made by them taking rates up, you know, mm-hmm. as, as quickly as they did, which, as opposed to, if you look at the great financial crisis, there was a, there was, there was an external event with the, the housing market collapsing, right. or if you look at COVID, the government forcing government, the economy to basically shut down, you know, large external events are harder to deal with than if it's just a slowdown from rising interest rates because the yeah. Fed. So this know, would be controlled. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, controlled. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the feds are, the rates are high now, so there's room for them to to bring things down, if, bring the rates down if they need to, or or you know pull some other levers in order to get the economy going again. So what worries me would be more about more an external event. I mean, if you look at the geopolitical situation around the world, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like the world's getting any safer. It seems, it no. seems like we're yeah. on the precipice of a lot of hot wars in several locations. Yeah, no, that I, I agree. I, I told my my kids that uh, I don't recall uh, the geopolitical situation appearing so unstable uh, in all, all my years of, of watching. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, presidential election uh, coming up next year. Uh, you know, d- d- in your estimation, uh, do either assuming that President Biden will run and that his uh, opponent will be uh, former President Trump, do, do any one of them strike you as especially strong at handling the economy? Well. I don't think the S and P has ever been down in a presidential year, because the party that's in power, you know, wants to keep it up in order to <laughs> remain remain in office. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, you know, both both President Trump and President Biden are, are populists. They just appeal to different parts of the population. Yeah. And so, you know, I it, I would hope that we we would get a leader that starts to deal with the excessive amount of debt that the U.S. economy has right now. I think that's something that we need to really focus on. And I don't know if, if President Trump or Biden, unless forced to by the market, you know, would be keen to take on that issue. Yeah, yeah. How, how bad is it? How, how bad is our debt in relationship to our productivity? Well, we're north of 100% of that's GDP, and that you know typically starts to spell problems. Yeah. But you know, can that continue? As as long as as investors are willing to buy government debt, and then, uh, then they, can, they can keep going. Mm-hmm. But I would I would I would hope that uh, we we start to deal with that because if if interest rates are going to be higher, you know as debt comes due, the government needs to refinance that. And so that's that's where you get into the problems of more and more of the of the government expenditures going to interest payments. Yeah. Let me let me ask you about uh the markets uh and you know best time for investing. Uh your estimation uh we have not recovered at least on the Dow, we've not recovered to our high point yet. And um you know, I'm not sure where it closed yesterday, but 
you see do you see the market uh, regaining the strength that it had uh, two two three years ago well I'm more focused on the companies that are in uh, the primary focus fund as opposed <laughs> to the overall market and uh and you know the s and p this year has the s p five hundred has been quite quite strong and uh the Abermedia focus fund has been much stronger so <laughs> that, that keeps me happy but you know with respect to when's the best time to invest if you're a long term investor you know, it's best just to to stay invested Sit tight. Stay in the market yeah. i mean if you if you look at the last thirty years the s and p generated a nine point nine percent per annum return and you know if if you were worried about timing it then i think p- people that are worried about timing it would get in and out and they do it at the wrong times and they don't they don't realize that that nine point nine percent compounded over thirty years which would which is well over a thousand percent return i think it's one dollar turns into thirteen dollars yeah. yeah change and so you know if i were a long term investor i would just worry about making the same investment every month at the same time and you know automate it and not look at the what the market's doing every yeah. month okay uh back to this idea of debt you pointed out in some notes that you sent me that we went from 5 trillion in debt in 2000 to 31 uh, trillion in debt today uh how big a, is that a i would have to think that that's a drag on our economy is it well the more money the government has to spend on interest on the debt, the less they have to spend on other expenditures, yeah. which, which fuels GDP, right. or the more taxes they have to take from consumers to pay the debt, which takes money away from consumers' ability to, to spend and, and fuel GDP. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the concern that we have with such a high unsustainable amount of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to see a, a political candidate who wants to tackle the debt is someone who's going to have to make a lot of hard choices, which will not be popular. And so he's apt to lose uh, his base of support. Is that a fair way of putting it? That That's fair. It's, it's easy to, to do things like, you know, spend more than you have yeah. uh, when – you know, as a politician, because it brings short-term gains to the constituents, but it, um, long-term pain. And politicians are worried about the next election and not the long term. But it's going to be the market that's going to have to f- force this upon government to deal with. And the way that it does it is it just requires a higher interest rate for the debt that the government wants to sell it. So if the government's going to sp- spend more than they have, they'll have to issue debt. And the, in order to issue debt, they have to be able to sell that to investors. Mm-hmm. And if the investors, the investors want to get paid to take it, then you know, maybe the interest, interest rates go up because investors say, I need more, more interest to, uh, to take on, take it, take on the debt. And, you know, that, that's, what's going to force the government to deal with it. So let's, let's Everybody jump. thinks of the walls that, Everything's the Federal Reserve sets the interest rate. They set the short-term rate, but the long-term rate set by the 
by the market. Yeah. Let, let me jump to the, the Ave Maria Focused Fund. It was launched in May of 2020. Uh, how's it doing? It's doing great. Uh, you know, this year, it's up over the one-year period about 20%. The benchmark is wow. is up um, only around four percent. So it's um, it's handily uh, beating its beating its benchmark. So yeah, we're, we're quite happy with it. And um, if you look at Morningstar, which is a company that that um, ranks mutual funds, it's on the one-year basis. It's you know, as of yesterday, it's in the top four percent of of its comparable funds, and so wow. we're pretty happy with that. That's fantastic. Um, for people, since we haven't talked for a while, for people who are unfamiliar with the Ave Maria uh, funds, just to tell us what you do. Sure, we have a family of six mutual funds, and we invest. On, on behalf of our clients, we have over 100,000 clients, individuals, churches, endowments, et cetera. And we do it in a way that doesn't conflict with the teachings of the Catholic faith. So we have moral screens, and these screens are, are various activities that that we believe conflict with our faith, and we screen those companies out and don't have any exposure to the companies that participate in offensive activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, this is for Catholics who are very observant and want to make sure that their uh, investments are uh, you know in accord with their faith commitments. Uh, the Ave Maria Mutual Fund is a great place to be. Uh, it's the largest Catholic mutual fund family in the U.S. Right? That's still the case. It is. It yeah. is. And right now we have just under three billion under management within the fun family. Yeah. Tell people how they can get a hold of uh, the Ave Maria funds and get more information. Sure, they can call us at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit us online at AveMariaFunds.com. That's 866-AVE-MARIA or give me the URL again. AveMariaFunds.com AveMariaFunds.com Chad, good talking with you again. Uh, uh, won't Won't be so long next time. Thanks. Chad Garcia is Vice President of Schwartz Investment Council, Inc., and Lead Portfolio Manager of the Ave Maria Focused Fund and Co-Portfolio Manager of the Ave Maria Growth Fund. I'm Al Cresta.